Hello everyone, I'm Randy Greenwald. If you're new with us and are curious who I am and what this is all about, dial back a few episodes and you'll find one that will answer some of those questions anyway. We're glad to have you. I'm beginning with this episode a discussion of the themes of a book about the ministry of British pastor John Stott. Stott was one deeply concerned that our ministries be thoughtful and reasonable. His model is challenging. We need to think about it. If you'd like to support Great Hearts Table, you can do so at our Patreon page. And also, if you've not listened to my conversation with Pastor Brad Gray on his podcast, I encourage you to do so. The links for all of this are in the show notes. And as always, thanks for joining us around Great Hearts Table. Byron Borger, the owner of the widely respected Hearts and Minds books, recently wrote, One can hardly think of a 20th century preacher and writer and leader who has so influenced the best of modern evangelicalism than the late John Stott. I've invited you to join me in thinking about what made Stott's life such an important and necessary model for current pastoral ministry as we reflect on the book Stott on the Christian Life by Tim Chester. Chester first highlights Stott's commitment to a Christian mind. His pastoral life, that is Stott's, was committed both to spiritual vitality and to intellectual engagement. His core commitment to God's Word moved him to find ways that the truths of Scripture could be sensibly presented to a skeptical world. He became a student of both Scripture and of the world around him through a practice he called double listening. That he might respond to the questions and concerns and interests of the world around him in a thoughtful and biblical way, he believed he needed to understand them as well as he understood Scripture. Pastors, he believed, can't wall themselves off from the ideas and challenges of the world and still hope to present Scripture effectively. Stott models a ministry that is intelligent and engaged, something I've always wanted my ministry to be. And yet the more I read about it, the more exhausted I felt. In Stott, we're watching a world-class athlete run a marathon. It's the race we should run, but not all of us can run it like him. John Stott, unlike many of us, had the intellectual capacity and pastoral situation that enabled him to do this well. We're to run the race, yes, but we're to do so with carefully tempered expectations. Over the past few years, pastors have been expected to have intelligent takes on everything from electoral politics to epidemiology. We've been expected to lead with expertise through highly charged debates concerning human sexuality or race or the possibility of revival in a rural Kentucky college. Some, under pressure to say something, resort to parroting media-generated talking points or give in to what I've called groupy spirit. Neither response is helpful or healthy or, in the end, satisfying to anyone. We want to bring a thoughtful Christian response, but our limitations haunt us. John Stott's mind was sharp and retentive. Mine happens to be porous and distracted. I have a church to run and visits to the ER to make and broken hearts to listen to and a family to care for. Perhaps I'm lazy. Perhaps I'm undisciplined. Or perhaps I'm just not able to keep up with all that's demanded of me. 
Early in my ministry, long before pastors were supposed to have a position on everything that was hot on Twitter, I expressed my desperation in a letter to Dr. Will Barker, then a professor at Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia, a man who had modeled for me the kind of thoughtful Christianity to which I was aspiring. In his kind reply, he wrote, As I've gotten older, I have found it liberating to acknowledge that, after all, I am not really an expert on anything, but that the Lord will help his people learn together when they seek him in faith. There's truth in that response, truth that frees us. Pastoral ministry is to be thoughtful and reasonable. Pastors should practice some form of double listening. We're to give our congregations reason for their faith. We are to run that race, but our efforts will necessarily be selective and limited, and that's okay. It's a gift to our congregations when we model for them a willingness to think, but it may be a greater gift to admit in their hearing that we don't have enough information to form an opinion on every topic at hand. We shouldn't pretend that we know enough to speak as authorities on some issue when we don't. To say, I don't know, or I can't say that I know enough to comment, is not to be irresponsible, but honest. When we refuse the rush to expertise, we model a kind of grace for our people. They may need such a model of humility more than they need our expertise. We are to run this race of thoughtful Christianity. And as we do, there will be times when we will need to deeply engage a thing. And so we need to practice a type of triple listening, adding to the voices of Scripture and of the world, the voice of the Holy Spirit. He who knows our limits and hones our interests will lead us to dive deeply and to act boldly on issues of His choosing. On the rest, it's okay to take a pass. John Stott ran his marathon at a pace that will ever elude me. That's okay. I'll run behind him, limp if I must. Stott has shown us the goal, and even if I only muster a crawl, somehow the one who is the author and finisher of my faith will be pleased. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home. And thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left to loneliness There's a place to find forgiveness Called home